Hello, everyone, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 30. Doge, what did you get me? Um, it's on its way. It's a surprise. Sure it is. Dylan, what did you get me? <laughs> I got you this beautiful blanket that says Dylan. Oh, cool. Thanks. I'll remember you for it. <laughs> well, I didn't get you guys anything, but it is our one-year anniversary, so congrats. Pat on the back. Thank you, fans, for listening. We appreciate it so much. We've got a great show for you here for our one-year anniversary. We've got Doge on the pod. You heard him already. Doge, how are you doing, bud? Yo, doing great, as always. Happy to be here, Teach. Love it's it. To, it's good to be here. It's yeah, always, it's always right, good to have right you. Dylan's living room, you know, just digital form. Right? Oh, yeah. Just via phone, but you're good. <laughs> Dill, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty well. <clears throat> got a... Uh, Got a good workout in today. Sure. Got a big win in my soccer league yesterday. Looking right. forward to our league tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're going to we're gonna have a good game, hopefully. We'll see. We're bringing it. Just like we're going to have a good game. We've got a good show for you in the first quarter. We're going to bust out a little March Madness for you folks. We've got the NFL update with some offseason stuff going on here for our second quarter. The third quarter, we've got FCC and MLS. And to wrap it up, we're going to do a little Reds 150th anniversary for the opening day so this is gonna be great great show but first as always we got to warm it up so doge all the way from cleveland stretch it out what do you got for us bud yeah so breaking news not necessarily breaking news but fresh news as of no, the no, weekend no, no, no. uh lonzo ball is severing ties with alan foster longtime yeah. family friend co-founder of the big baller brand Ooh. After Alonzo discovered that he was missing around $1.5 million from his own accounts that were supposed to be tied to the company. That's like, um, yeah, it's like, it's not, not just chill. like a little Especially bit of money. He's like still on that rookie contract. That's so fat money. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people saying that this could be the end of big baller brands and that it could actually lead to Alonzo signing with Nike and his little brother. They're bringing LaMelo into it too. Wow. So that could be bad things for the, for the, LeVar Ball and Big Baller brand. I wonder what's going to happen to all those $900 sandals. Sheesh. <laughs> They're probably going to throw them in the trash because yeah. <laughs> Alonzo Ball's agent or manager uh, took his Big Baller shoes and threw them in the trash. That's as in reports today. <laughs> that's not good. They're saying that might be the reason that he hurt his ankle because he had just bad quality shoes. <laughs> They're throwing that out there too. Of course they are. Jeez, of course. I could go on and on. This right. is a long warm-up. <laughs> hey, stretch it out. Give me what, what do you got? One more, Doge. Come on. I know you got one more in there. Uh, Leangelo Ball is underrated. Wow. He is. Maybe. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> underrated? That was hot take. No, it's like he's terrible, I think. Still, uh, no. <laughs> warm it up. The only ball brother I get it, get that ball away from Doge. That. He's too hot. Speaking of a little he, Nike. He's a cool off. This, <laughs> this is happening today. Oh. Yeah, swing it. No, <laughs> I can't even do it, man. Michael Avanada, I can't even do it. I can't do it. What? Oh, this freaking! I can't even dude. say his name. Dude's yeah. a moron. This uh, Why is he, oh, I don't lawyer. Yeah. What? Seriously, how do you say his name? Avenatti. Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. I just that dude. I don't understand what the you know. There's something cryptic going on behind the scenes. Obviously, there's you know this possible. Explain scandal. to the listeners. Yeah, you got to tell what, them the situation. Exactly yeah, they have no idea what's going on, Dill. Just lay it out for us. All right. So this guy don't. comes out with a tweet talking about Nike having some of the 
Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Yes, if you don't know who that is, let's, let's back this up. Ex-lawyer. Let's back this up. Ex-lawyer of Stormy Daniels, Michael Avenatti. 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 We're going to get it down. Ex-lawyer. Ex-lawyer. Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Okay. He comes out and tweets about how Nike is having this huge scandal with some of the biggest names in college basketball. And all of a sudden, Nike's stocks are dropping. There's all sorts of people figuring or trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And this guy is being charged with multiple different felonies. Right. Idiot. And facing years in jail. So we'll see how this ends up. Well, he, this is... He asked, so apparently... Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, give me give he, me the full story because just listen here. This so, is how it goes. This so is how it goes. I, this is how I think it went. I pretend I'm Michael Avenatti, right? I'm like, oh, I got some hot info. I got some hot info. I'm I pick up the phone. I call up Phil Knight. I'm like, brr, brr. Phil, how we doing? Yeah, I'm gonna need twenty two and a half mil tomorrow, or else I'm releasing this info. And then you just hang up. And that's what he did, apparently, or something similar to that. And he just is getting taken to court for extortion, I think, I believe, and facing yeah. maybe up to 100 years in prison. So good luck surviving that. That's a long time. <laughs> I really say 100 years. That's what I thought I read, but, you know, who that's knows? Crazy. That could be, like, inaccurate. But whatever. I mean, the dude sucks. He's an idiot. I got no more time for idiots like that. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm... I don't. I don't even know how to comprehend like what you're doing there, as a lawyer. Like, right. What are you like, doing? Yeah. Interesting. So I, that's what I'm saying. There's something behind the scenes going on here. Um, but the tweet says, "Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we will be holding a press conference to disclose a major high school and college basketball scandal perpetrated by Nike that we have uncovered." This criminal conduct reaches the highest levels of Nike and involves some of the biggest names in college basketball. Within, what time? What time did that? Go I was going to say this is this is today. What time though? At twelve sixteen, and I believe he was arrested with twelve fifty six. He was the hour. Twelve fifty six. He was arrested. So forty minutes later. Yeah. Like, what an idiot. Yeah. That's how he just wanted to start off his week. He's like, it's Monday. He's like, I need to get in the headlines. I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna blow it up. Let's let's <laughs> let's just blow up Nike. All right, moving on. We need to. <clears throat> I need to warm up. I'm yeah. cold over here. Yeah, I need the ball. Go, Dill's hogging the ball. What's new? Um, Celtics have lost four games in a row. So this is no good. It's no good. Aiden, I know you can hear me out there. We're gonna be fine. Cause I'm still sipping on that Kyrie Kool Aid, even though he has some interesting comments. You know, every other day. Um, I, he still firmly believes that if, as long as he's there, we're going to be fine. So I'm going to keep, uh, keep believing that maybe, hopefully. I think we're going to get to the conference finals, but we'll, we'll see. Either way, like I said, I'm drinking the Kyrie Kool-Aid. So I'm done warming up because I don't take, I don't take long. I'm always hot, always ready. We're going to move on to the first quarter now, folks. March Madness, like we promised. Topic number one. Do a little rapid fire here. Give me a bracket update. Anyone here still got uh, you know, a chance in any of their bracket pools they're in? And uh, what's the biggest upset you called? Just real quick. Doge, I'll toss it to you. What do you got? Sure. My best bracket's in the in the Butler bracket. Sure. Uh, still in like the 92.5th, like 92.5 percentile. Oh, wow. 
Uh, I have Michigan State winning in that one, so people that have Duke winning will will probably lose to that if if Michigan State pulls it out. Yeah. Um, well, no, who knows? That that's the only one that I could possibly win. Everything else sucks. Um, <laughs> I didn't really call any good upsets like going into the Sweet 16, but there's only two teams that are not chalk in the Sweet 16. That's five seed Auburn and twelve seed Oregon. Right. So like everything else is like they're a top four seed, and we're supposed to be in the Sweet 16. So. Not a lot of upsets going into that round, that's for sure. Sure. Yeah, I have a chance in my work bracket, and I think I maybe have a chance in the Butler bracket pool if uh, I'm one of the uh, the Duke people, Doge. So we'll see. Sure. But I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to call, like, Oregon, like, an upset, like, calling that game or – I mean, they were the title game. Like, I think they were kind of underseated. Right, but I didn't pick them to – be in the Sweet 16, so like I went mostly chalk because I thought that's how it's going to go, and it's yeah. kind of what it ended up like. So, well, I mean, I don't they kind of went chalk because they beat a 13 seed, right? Yeah, for that, yeah, true. They did get the upset on Wisconsin, though, right? True, yeah. I guess they were favored in that game, like in the betting odds, though, which is weird to think about. Like, the, the bracket that I'm actually doing well in in the Butler bracket is like the one that I didn't pick Oregon going to the Sweet 16. Interesting. Sure. Dill, what about you? Any any good upset picks or any good bracket chances still? Um so first round I did I didn't really think it was like gonna be a huge upset. I never really trust Kansas State, even though they were pretty good last year. I didn't trust them this year. They screwed me, man. Was... Um so you see Irvine, I know that they were like the first thirty one team out of that conference or since you know, for like 20 or 30 years. So that's pretty impressive. Certainly. Um, They were very strong defensively, so I kind of went into that thinking that Kansas State might struggle, and they ended up having a a whole period of time. And we've seen that with multiple games that we've watched with how these teams struggle offensively for sometimes like seven to 10 to 15 Uh minutes at a time. And those Saturday-Sunday games for sure. It was wild, Teams looked a little flat. So other than that – I picked Florida in the first round over Nevada just because I'm a Florida fan, and you know I, I did think they were going to yep. win. Dude, I, actually, I, had no, I had Nevada over Michigan. I thought they could have done it, and I, they they kept coming back. I was like, oh, here we go. They're they're going to prove me right. And then they just they flubbed it. Florida flubbed it with 49 points against Michigan. I thought they were going to. I had a couple brackets where I had Florida advancing, um, but for the most part, I had Michigan going right. In my one, yeah. like, throw it all in kind of bracket, I had Nevada go to the final four. Mm-hmm. So, but that was kind of my, like, whatever. Right. But there's a, I'm in, like, eight brackets this year. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, I think I I think I have a chance in four. Okay. Shooting 50, that's not so, bad. Going into the Sweet 16, we'll yeah, see how that rounds out. We did, like, a work drawing. So, like, we, we had a pull as far as, based off of how many things we had at work, uh, we each got, like, a, a pick. And like a team, like yeah. you selected a team. For yeah. Like, so we had sixty-four teams that we got to choose off of how many demonstrations to like win the title. Set up. Right. Okay. So like, and if you win, you get a hundred fifty-dollar gift card, and if you get second, then um, so then who are your teams? So I have UNC. Oh. Get this, Auburn. Well, not bummer, but still, you got somebody. Right, and Duke. Oh. So Ooh, you could have the title game. Yeah, right I could. I could get first and second. That means that that'd my, be filthy. I'd get 150. 
Did you card to Amazon? Now let me take a quick, a lunch, quick thirty. And quick a lunch 30. from my manager. Oh, that's nice actually. So quick thirty. Did you get to select these teams, or is this random drawing? This is random drawing. So people are walking away, going like, "Wow, Dylan." Like, so listen that. to this. I'd though. be pissed if I was somebody else, dude. But this guy has Virginia, Ugh, Gonzaga, know. and Florida State. And I like your teams way better than that. I know, but and they also have Houston. So it's like they have a couple good teams. Oh, but okay. Houston could this go is the around. funniest thing about the whole part. Real quick, real quick. Yeah, more than real quick. So it's we go in. Real quick. Go we, we're picking. It's, <laughs> it's my last pick. I had nine picks. Real quick. I get my last pick, and everyone's like, oh, like don't pick Duke. Don't pick Duke. And I'm just like, okay, well, obviously. So I kind of give. You I, guys are idiots. I kind of like, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to freaking pick Duke right. somehow. So I'm looking at the dude next to me, and I'm like kind of slowly picking each one and turning them towards him until he reacts. And he saw Duke, and I fucking picked it, dude. And then ever since, ever since then, the dude's like, "Dude, you're fucking looking at it." I'm like, "No, you were looking." Like at it. I just watched you look at it, and like you actually bid on it. Wow. I didn't know if it would work, but that's like one of those wow. things where it's like, ten times out of ten, it doesn't work, but it works this one percent time. Well, ten times out of ten. One out of a hundred. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's such a small percent that it's, you know. Right. Anyway. So, yeah, that's that's my bracket update. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of ways to possibly earn some cash. Doge, are you still there? Did you fall asleep? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Do we I'm lose kidding. you? Do no, we cut no. the signal? I'm joking. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Topic two. <laughs> the Sweet 16. Which game are you looking forward to most, and which number one seed do you think has the toughest road to the Final Four? So I'll just lay them laid out here. In the East bracket, you have Duke going up against Virginia Tech, the number four seed. Michigan State, the number two seed, against number three LSU. In the West, you have Gonzaga, number one versus Florida State, number four. Texas Tech, number three versus Michigan, number two. And in the South, you have Virginia, number one versus Oregon, number twelve. <clears throat> and Tennessee, number two, versus Purdue, number three. And in the Midwest, you have UNC, number one, versus Auburn, number five. And Kentucky, number two, versus Houston, number three. So a lot of chalk, a lot of high seeds, and a lot of good games. Which one are you looking forward to most, Doge? What do you got? Uh, which matchup am I looking forward to most? Yeah, and then and then your, your toughest road, but go matchup first. Yeah. Uh, my matchup I'm looking forward to is Houston versus UK. Sure. Uh, Houston's got that veteran team. UK is historically young. Yeah. Houston only has three true freshmen on the squad. Wow. This is the same Houston team that uh, they had to leave last year's tournament on a Michigan buzzer beater uh, where they oh, had that yeah. game in the bag. So, yeah. um, I mean, people forget. You know, I first see this veteran team being really hungry. They they had that big game experience last year with that heartbreaking loss to Michigan, and uh, you know I can I can see them coming back and, and and putting up a good fight against UK. Sure, no, definitely. Uh, so that's the matchup I'm looking for. Toughest road. I was gonna say it's a tie between Gonzaga and UNC, but I think UNC is just better, so I think that makes it just the the Gonzaga road is tougher for me. Um, they got to get through a chalk section. There's mm-hmm. the two, the three, and the four there. Yep. Uh, Michigan and Texas Tech, both really tough teams. And Florida State was, you know, about to. Uh, did good. they put up? They they didn't good. put up 100 points, but they were really close against Murray State. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, 
I mean, Florida State, if they come out again, like that'd be a, a tough start for Gonzaga. So that's a tough road for me, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, Gonzaga having the toughest road, Doge. I think all of those teams are just really good. And, you know, I'm not going to say they could all win the title, but, I mean, they potentially could. And sure, you, any, you think any of these teams left could, but particularly that bracket I think is really tough because Texas Tech has looked really good. Michigan's looked really good all year. year. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga is like the only team that really beat Duke, you know, like in that early matchup. Some other teams have taken them down, but without Zion, so who really knows. And then <clears throat> FSU has just been streaky right now too, so mm-hmm. just a really tough bracket like you were saying. Um, and I think I'm looking forward to UNC versus Auburn the most for my game, just because Auburn has just been so hot. Like, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep this up. And if they can, that game is going to be something else. Cause both of those teams can put the ball in the hoop and score some points. And it's just going to be a fun one to watch. It's not going to be like your Wisconsin or your Virginia, slow it down, you know, play some great D suffocate the other team. This is going to be fast paced. Guards are moving, shooting. I'm gonna. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. Dill, Dill, what game are you looking forward to most? And then, what's your toughest road? So, all right. How about the game that I'm looking forward to the least? Real quick. Yeah, you can just because I mean, I'm yeah. Sure. If you want, to, of course. Yeah, but go been, ahead and just I've change been, it up. Be I different. It's your show, Dill. Go ahead. Yeah, Dude, whatever, man. I'm looking at it. I'm just keep going back to it. <laughs> We've only been doing it for a year, so. <laughs> To do this to TJ on our anniversary. All right, it's just ridiculous. So I don't want to see Tennessee <laughs> play another Big Ten team. That Purdue Tennessee game, I feel like is just gonna. Yeah, you're totally right. I've been like trying to avoid looking at that. I just for whatever reason, I just don't like watching Purdue play for whatever reason it is. But anyway, the team is Robbie Hummel the still there. <laughs> Uh, the game that I'm looking forward to the most, I'm actually very curious how that Texas Tech-Michigan game is going to go. Yes, that one's going to be... I think that's going to be a grinder. Oh, a Gruden grinder there? A grinder. I like it, dude. That's going to be fun. Yep. Oh, Texas Tech has been looking good, man. That's a, that's going to be fun. Toughest road, Dill. Are you agreeing with us, that Gonzaga sector? Are you mixing it up? Are you going to be continue to be different here? I also can't figure that out. I would say probably the toughest just because to get to the finals, right? Yeah, to, uh, to the final to four. To the final four. Okay. So they got to win their matchup, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they got to beat they the other two teams, like one or the other. Yeah, how you and we're just talking one seed. So right? we're talking about yeah. the, three, yeah. the three in their bracket of four. We're there. talking, do you think it's going to be Duke, Virginia, UNC, yeah. Gonzaga? They're gonna to win their say, game and then advance against. I was gonna say Virginia, but, really? but I think that Oregon might come out. Yeah, I think they're gonna beat them. I'm calling. Uh, I don't. I just put that there. I'm saying it. I think Oregon's gonna beat them. Their guards have been hot. That freaking center's been blocking everything that dude, comes that in. That dude is nasty. I'm just so, sending it to who knows. They're in the south, he's sending them to Florida. Like God, and watching those. Go ahead. If, uh, yeah, and then whoever wins that Purdue-Tennessee game, I think if Purdue wins, they're better than I thought they were. And if Tennessee wins, I think that they've been really good all year, and yeah. I think they're going to be tough to beat. And especially Tennessee to, almost blew it against Iowa. That's what's discouraging me about them. That's why I just don't want them to see another Big Ten team, dude, because I feel like those Big Ten teams just are going to beat them down. 
Uh, well, I'll not, tell you what I don't, don't want to watch. It's the matchup. I, just I don't want to watch Virginia Purdue. Yeah, that's like that's the game. I'm gonna. I think that's the game I love. That's the ugly game of the week. Right. That's like the nap game. When you're yeah, like, right. That's when you've been pounding, bruised. You've been had some wings in your belly. You're like, okay. Yeah. Which one of these games can I just take a little first half snoozer for? Snoozer, yeah. And you wake up, wake up to Charles Barkley talking nonsense at halftime, <laughs> and then you're back in it <laughs> for the second that's half. Exactly it. Right. That's what that's what Purdue Virginia would be. Right. That's, exactly. That's a nap game. Right. The nap game. So Chuck Mojis, get some Chuck Mojis. Yeah, you could bust out a sleeping Chuck Moji for that. We should tweet let people know. We should tweet out some. We Chuck need Mojis. a sleeping Chuck Moji. If they do it, just get Ernie on the set, just going at it. That'd be fun. Uh, anyway, anyway, Chuck Mojis, they're great. Check them out. Topic three: Who is in your Final Four? Based on who you got left, I'll go first. Just rip them off here. I got Duke versus Gonzaga, then North Carolina versus Tennessee. I think those teams are all going to, you know, prevail there and uh, make it for a great Final Four there. Bill, what about you? Uh, all right. <clears throat> I'm going to go Duke. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I don't know who I want out of the Midwest, so I'm going to skip the West. I think Florida State is wow. dangerous. They're dangerous, dude. I wanted to pick Texas Tech so bad. But at the same time, I think I think it is going to be Michigan. I got to go Michigan. Oh, so, and I said Gonzaga, so just all the teams. Duke, <laughs> Duke Tennessee, Michigan. Come on, D. Jesus. North Carolina. Yeah. Three one seeds and a two seed. Doge, I know you're going to be quicker. What do you got? Yeah, I'm picking MSU for the sake of the bracket. Yep. Uh, Michigan as well, so there's two two seats on that side. Then I've got UNC and Tennessee on the other side. Sure. So three twos and a one. Three, right. I have uh, three threes and a two, but what are you going to do? Chalk me up, son. <clears throat> three threes and a two? Three ones no, I said two. three ones and a two. You said three oh, threes. Oh, okay. I was looking at it going, you picked LSU, Texas. I didn't hear that. Oh, crazy. That would be – who would that be then? <laughs> LSU, Texas Tech, Purdue. And uh, LSU, Houston, Texas Tech. Houston. No, you got Houston out of there. Yeah. Get, get Purdue out of here. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> All right, quarter two. We got to talk some NFL, boys. It's time. People have been waiting. Uh, I know Dill's been – he's literally been over here itching with hives to talk about it. So, topic number one, give your reaction and trade grades after the two monster trades that happened this offseason with Odell Beckham going to the Cleveland Browns, hold your applause, Dill, and the Steelers trading Antonio Brown to the Raiders. So here, I'll break down the trades real quick here for uh, everybody at home, just for a refresher. And then um, I'm going to swing it to Dill first here so he can just go bananas for a minute and we can bring him back in. But <clears throat> Steelers receive the 2019 third and fifth round pick for uh, trading Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders. And the Giants receive pick 17 and pick 95, which is a third round pick this year. And safety, Jabril Peppers, safety linebacker, he does it all, Jabril, for... 
Odell Beckham Jr. So, Dylan, how does it feel, my man? I just, ugh, that's crazy. Like, dude, I'm not looking forward okay, to seeing so him. So, when we first got wind of that, can we explain that story? I feel Go like for we should, it. I feel yeah. like we should explain that. When we first got wind of this, okay, this was not official. This was not ESPN bound. This was not reported by anybody of gra- you know, if anybody that gravity that you guys would listen to on a daily basis, right? This was an inside. Yeah, we got source. A, We actually did get an inside call. You're right. We got an inside source call. Okay, I tweeted out at OBJ. And at the Browns. Oh, don't go, don't go coming at Twitter now. I'm, I'm just telling everybody the story. They need to know. The people need to know, team. All right. Well, you, I just want Twitter. So, go ahead. So I tweeted out <laughs> at OBJ with the Browns with some fireball emojis, okay? I this checked. is before it's been officially released by the teams. I want everyone to know this, by the way. Yeah. Like maybe three or four minutes before. Within five minutes of the news. So we end up tweeting that. Turn on Sports Center or ESPN, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, a couple minutes later, and it becomes official. Right. Where the breaking news comes by and it tells everybody OBJ has been traded to the Browns. Doesn't say for what, it just says that he's been traded. So I go to check my tweet. Next thing you know, I, I look at it and there's nothing there. And this is after I checked, and it was like it had a few interactions. So then I go to try to tweet it again, the same exact tweet. And it says, whoops, that tweet's already been sent. So then I go to the Twitter Explore page, and what do you know? The NFL, one minute ago, just tweeted out that news. So I think that uh, we were on it before anybody else, but hey. Who knows? <clears throat> the truth the truth. We'll come out one day, hopefully. But so anyway, that was just hilarious. And dude, I was so excited when I heard that. I didn't care for you know what we really traded because yeah, yeah. who cares? I mean that's that's a that's a totally game changing move for. I mean, you just had a, a team in your division lose an A plus wide receiver. You just gained one. You have another team in like a quarterback turmoil, trying to figure out what they're doing, and another team in the Bengals that have a brand new head coach. So this is a perfect opportunity for us to take advantage of um, as the Browns, and it's it's just great. Sure. So I'm assuming you'd give that trade like an F probably, like on a grade scale. So what I'm thinking is that <laughs> – so here, here's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, give me the grades. What do you, what do you got? I'm thinking that the Browns – I think we heard how you're looking at yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. I think the Browns Tell me what trade, your grades are. Uh, so here – I like Jabril. I think he was a utility guy. I think that everybody oh my needs. God. So hey, just I'm a plus on the Beckham. Okay. For who? The Browns. Hold on. Yes. So for the Browns, There's no more holding on. Um, it's an A plus for Beckham, but then you gotta kind of take it like a tack down because you did give up two picks. So you gave up three players, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's an A. Went from an A plus to an A. You know, that's one of those. Sure. For the Giants, um, I would say a D plus maybe, because my look—I mean, you could—I mean, you can't build around those guys, but I think that they kind of realize they can't build around Odell. 
But I think that the key for them is their defense, which I think that you're going to see some picks from them on defense with, with these. <clears throat> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I'll get to it in a minute. What is his name? Gettleman? Yeah. Who knows? All right. Quick, quickly give me your grade on Antonio Brown, Dylan. Okay. I would say that the Steelers, um, I would say that they probably have like a, a C minus. Okay. So that would be a good grade for them. Sure. Get a couple picks. You're good at drafting, whatever. And then for the Raiders, you get what you want. You get that money guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you, you Mr. Bring, Vegas. And then you bring in guess who after? Mr. Vontez Perfect. Oh, yeah. Just to kind of have a little step to him, you know? Don't sleep on Trey Brown either, that guy they signed on the Patriots, that guard. Gave him a ton of money. I'm just saying that I feel like Vontez overall, is Mr. Vegas too. for the Raiders – it's a uh, it's a B plus. Sure, so it's, okay. not, it's not gonna it's not gonna get you the playoffs alone. Antonio Brown is a B plus. Correct. Okay. Which one? I know. Yeah, any you're bringing up perfect and stuff. So. No, I'm but just talking about a, B. that. Okay, I'm yeah. just bringing the dynamic in right. of when right. perfect knocked out Antonio right. Brown. Right. I mean, yeah, they're fine. I'm sure. <clears> maybe <throat> we'll probably fight each other once. I doubt they're boys. Doge. Yeah. What? <laughs> School's in session. What do you? What's your grades? What do you got? All right. So, Antonio Brown. I'll stick on the conversation since we're already there. Yeah. I'm giving that an A to the Raiders. Yes. The Raiders get to keep the first rounder they got for Amari Cooper, and they upgrade. They only have to trade a third and a fifth away for a significant upgrade. They're making out like bandits, dude. Yeah. Bandits. And the Steelers, I'm giving them a C plus. And that's because they, they got rid of the, the bad juju. Le'Veon's gone. Ooh, pun Antonio intended. Is that a pun intended? No, it was unintended, but I like I like that you caught that because I'm in. Like the bad ju- the bad juju left and they kept the good juju. Smith Exactly, yeah. Smith Schuster. Bad juju's gone, they kept the good juju and that's why it's a C plus. No, they get they uh <laughs> you know, they got rid of the cancers in the locker room and they, they'll be able to focus a little better, so that's why it's not a C minus. Because they really didn't get hardly anything. Yeah, I, mean, I gave they, it. they should be getting an F for the way that they just only got a third and fifth rounder for having Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, just arguably the best in both their positions. But yeah, if he didn't C plus because they're starting over and they they got rid of the bad juju. If Antonio Brown didn't act like a buffoon, like in the past, you know, five months or whatever, this would be an F. Right, for they the, would have gotten so much more form. It would be an F for the Steelers, based on that. But because everyone in the locker room could just like take a deep breath <laughs> now that him and Le'Veon are gone, and that all that stuff is done. Right. It is it's like I put it as a, I put it as a C. So I just wanted to chime in and say that we all agree with like the. Yeah, you know, it's a passing. It, it'll pass. I don't know that it's fair, but no, it'll pass. You need to yeah. do better next time. You know. So all right, what about the yeah. next trade, Doge? Go ahead. For OBJ, I give the Browns an A as well. A plus. I think they just an A. I got a plus on mine. I'll say why later. Go ahead, yours. Sure. Yeah. The Browns add an incredible receiver, obviously. Successfully on core, they're building around Baker. Um, and the Giants, you know, well, we'll get to the Giants in a second. But the Browns, they did have to give up more for OBJ than the Steelers or the Raiders had to give up for Antonio Brown. Now, obviously, for the Steelers, you're not trying to trade Antonio Brown 
in division. But uh, they did have to give up a first-rounder and a third-rounder and a player. So a little bit of a higher cost. But it works for them because they don't have to pay the $20 million bonus, which brings me to my next point. The Giants. I have C- minus here. It's actually going to be a D+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's because what I said, right? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. The Giants just paid right. Right. Odell Beckham Jr. his $20 million bonus last year. Now they have an incredible amount of dead cap. And I would like to say they could start rebuilding around Saquon with these picks, which which they can. They have some good picks. Maybe. But they have so much dead cap. It's like almost $30 million in dead cap next year that they yes. just can't sign anybody with. It's brutal. It's absurd. And they... <laughs> And they just, uh, it's, they did not make out like bandits. They, they did not make saying, out like bandits. That is did. funny as hell, yeah. Dude, so for me, uh, quick recap. I said for Antonio Brown, I don't want to char- harp on it much more. Um, C for the Steelers, A for the Raiders. Just to agree with everything you guys said. Yeah. But for the Browns, dude, this is an A+. plus. Absolutely. Obviously, you're giving up a little more than you would have for Antonio Brown, but you're getting a guy for more years than Antonio Brown. And think about it this way. The Giants are paying $1 million less than the Browns not to have OBJ on their team. Like, that is ridiculous. So you're getting a cheap, cheap OBJ, and his deal gets better for the Browns as the years go on. This is a horrible trade for the Giants. I don't know what they're doing. They extended Odell last year. You could have just let him go, yeah. which, like, yeah, yeah, you would have taken it on the chin from all the fans. But now you're taking it on the chin because, like, you didn't really – you got some stuff back, but I don't think they got great value back. A first and a third, I mean, that is going to be nice. The first-round pick will be nice for them, but I just I don't know. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a great, great player, and I don't know if that his locker room issues are really that big of a, a deal. Um, so I'm giving the Giants a D and a Browns an A plus for this trade because this is just just bad news for the Giants. I think, and I don't. I think Gettleman doesn't really know what he's doing. Like the yeah. Eli, Eli can still play as is, uh, or the Eli can't play as a crock is like hilarious. Like he couldn't throw the ball more than like 30 yards or something. Like he can't throw anymore. Like. So who knows? Whatever. Moving on to topic number two. The good, the bad, and the ugly of NFL free agency. So everyone go around the room, give a contract that is good, give a contract that's bad, and then give a contract that you think is ugly. So I'll go first here just to set the tone. I'm going to go with the good contract first, and I'm going to go with the Ravens signing Earl Thomas, four years, $55 million. I think this is a great move for the Ravens, replacing you know, some of their uh, stars that had left here in free agency um, this offseason with C.J. Mosley and uh, Terrell Suggs and uh, Eric Weddle, who they, they cut. So I think this is a great move, and he'll really add some... You know, some more punch to that Ravens defense and kind of bring back that, you know, swagger they might have had before, hopefully. So for a bad contract, uh, the stench of Marvin still lingers, Doge. <laughs> like, of, of course. It's the Brown family. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, the Brown family. Bobby Hart. Uh, 
he's he's one of the worst rated tackles in the NFL. I believe seventy third out of eighty nine that played uh, at least twenty percent of a team's snaps. So he's just rated awfully, which is just not good news for the Bengals. And here's the kicker, Doge. I'm sure you're gonna love this. We paid. I know you're gonna hate the hell out of it. Um, we're paying Bobby Hart just as much as Andrew Whitworth asked for a few years ago when he left. Who? So if we would have just extended him and kept him on that deal, he would have still been on our team. You know, the NFL Hall of Fame legend, that you know, Bengal legend, Andrew Whitworth. You know, he would have he would have been nice to have for sure. So. Other one that was playing at the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy playing right. in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, that Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect, exactly. Yeah, sure. Um, so this, this is stupid. This is a bad deal. Um, <clears throat> ugly contract for me. So I took this one a little uh, interestingly, not with uh, you know numbers, but for me, the ugliest contract that I saw was Terrell Suggs going to the Cardinals, and not for Terrell Suggs. I think Terrell Suggs, get your money, son. Do whatever you can. No harm, no foul there. But if you are the Baltimore Ravens, how do you let a legend – this is a similar just what we were talking about Andrew Whitworth. How do you let Terrell Suggs walk out the door for a couple million dollars? Like When I think of the Baltimore Ravens, I think of three people. I think of Ray Lewis, I think of Ed Reed, and I think of Terrell Suggs. And I just think of all those dudes just chasing after me, trying to like <laughs> beat the hell out of me or whatever because that's what the Baltimore Ravens are. And so I just think this is ugly for the Ravens because you got to pay your stars and, you know – Pay back the dudes that have been there working really hard and bringing championships for you. So, if I was the Ravens, I would have sucked it up for a year or two and paid T Sizzle an extra dollar. But that's probably why I'm not in this business. So, Doge, what do you got here for the good, the bad, and the ugly for your contracts? Yeah, the good. I'll I'll start it off hot. Uh, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets, four oh, yeah. years, fifty-two mil. Great value for the Jets. He's getting guaranteed twenty-seven mil which uh, that's over the next two years. And according to uh, Greg Rosenthal, he's an editor for Around the NFL, that's equal or less money in the first two years than Mitch Morse, who we'll talk about later, Juwan James, Trent Brown, and Zadarius Smith. And we're talking Le'Veon Bell here. Like this was the guy at the top of the running back totem pole. Oh, yeah. One year ago. And he's getting a, a cheaper contract than that. I, I mean, it's just incredible return on the investment there for the Jazz. I think that'll work out well. The bad, we're swinging it back. I said we'd talk about Mitch Morse, center for Buffalo. Oh, look at the twenty-eight mil. Look at the, the callbacks. Love it. Uh, he's going to be the highest-paid center in football over the course of those two years. Ooh. And this is a guy that hasn't started more than eleven games since twenty sixteen. I mean, what, that's just not a good contract. What are the Bills doing? That's all that Antonio Brown money they didn't spend. Uh, yeah, they had to spend it somehow because Antonio Brown's like, I'm not showing up. He's like, yo, Buffalo? No. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ugly. <laughs> just the Bengals in general. But I agree that Bobby Hart is just an ugly contract. Three-year, 21 mil, most penalized lineman in football. Let's bring him back. Bring him home because that's what we do. We settle for mediocrity. Did he literally uh, said in his interview, like, just got to work on being, like, not getting offside calls and, like, you know, being on, like, just, like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I get false starts. Like, I just got to make sure, like, I'm good. It's just, like, what are you talking about? Like, 
Come on, Bob. <laughs> that kills me. Sucks. Hey, can't be a get your, supporter. Get your money. Saying. Get your money, son. Get your money. Can't hate it. Dill. The good, the bad, the ugly. Who you got? All right, so I'm going to start off with the bad. Go for the bad. Because I don't think we've mentioned this. What about Gronk? That's not bad. It's not a contract. I know, but it's just... I was going to give a little... little. All right, well, now you're going to call me out. Everyone... You're really going to do this on TJ's anniversary, He just keeps, keeps freaking just stealing all my thunder. Everyone... It's a special segment <laughs> that we're busting out. A special pour one out for the greatest tight end of all time, Robert Gronkowski. Moment of silence for Yo Soy Fiesta. All right, carry on, Dill. I guess that's a bad contract because the Patriots don't have a tight end right now. So I'll give you that. So, okay. There you go. I'm going to go with the good. Yeah. We go with Clay Matthews. Sure. Rams. Yeah, bring him home. Mm-hmm. What? He grew up, what, 15 minutes away, I think it said, right? Yeah, from the stadium, from Englewood, where the new one is, I think. So, yeah. supposed to be. Two-year deal. Uh, I guess up to about 17 mil, so that's not bad. Nice. Um, and then, I feel like the ugly, I mean, I agree with you on Terrell Suggs. I just don't like it. I just... That's ugly to me. I agree. I just, I don't know. doesn't sit well. But what I do like, I guess we could, I don't know, go with the bad because it's going to suck for the teams. Earl Thomas, I guess that's a good signing for them. You know, that's a... Oh, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's bad for Last us. time they had a really good... That's good for them. Defense back. Mr. Ed Reed. Yeah, E.D. Reed. Best yeah. safety in the league, dude. Yeah. Ed was the man. Ugh. He was one of the three people I mentioned, Ravens. T-Sizzle. Oh, all right. That's enough talking about Bobby Hart and the Bengals. I need a I break. Agree. I need a break. Let's go to halftime. Dill, where can everyone find the Cheap Seats Network stuff? All right. So what I was going to say is that you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, sure. Yeah, so that's about it. Where at? Oh. Type, in, give me a type it in. Type it in. Here, get your computer. Give him a second. All right. Facebook? Right. Yeah. It's the Cheap Seats Network. All together? Yep. What? No. No. Yeah, it's all one word. There's got to be no. spaces in there, though. <laughs> that's Twitter, folks. It's the Cheap Seats Network. You got spaces in there. It's not one word for Facebook. Twitter, though. Twitter? Twitter, you don't have spaces. No spaces. Yeah. You got the Cheap Seats SN on Twitter. Boom. Try it out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a little retweet. Share us with your friends and family. You know, people you care about should be listening. If you are, why aren't they? Sure, yeah. Got to pass it around. (laughs) Of course. Why not? Doge. People want yeah. just the, the people they come here. They just want clubhouse stuff. They listen to our ads about the Cheap Cheats Network because they love the pick and roll too. But deep down, they only want clubhouse stuff. I know it. You know it. Dill knows it. They're listening to it. They know it too. Where can where can they find that specifically? 
Well, first off, you can't blame them. No, of course not. But secondly, <laughs> they probably already know where to find it. But but if you if you don't, then here's the lesson for you: the clubhouse, the clubhouse. Clubhouse is one word. That's on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram. A little bit of a change, but it's Ooh. it's to make it more uniform. Yeah. On Twitter and Instagram are both clubhouse underscore TCSN. Switched up the Instagram name. We had made that one before. Got to make it uniform, nice oh, yeah. and tight. So clubhouse underscore TCSN. That's where you'll find us. Uh, follow us. We made a little uh, MLS Team of the Week post today. Oh, yeah. We Go did. like that. Uh, we'll be posting this pod there as well. So give us a shout. Oh, yeah. Got to shout us out. All right. Moving on now to the third quarter. It is the FCC and MLS update. FCC here for topic one has seven points after four games. What has impressed you most about them so far this season? Um, Doge, we'll swing it to you first. What do you got? Yeah, I just love their adaptability. Yes. Uh, in week one, they played a really tough Seattle team in a tough environment. They kind of saw what worked and didn't work. Uh, they grew from that, uh, faced adversity after being down one in Atlanta to the defending champs. Uh, and then they won the next two matchups after that in clean sheets. So they're figuring it out. They're uh, they're sitting in second place in the East right now. They have one more played game than a lot of other teams. But they're doing really well. They've adapted well. So I love that about them. For sure. No, dude, I love this team. I, I think we we look just like our crowd does. We just build off our, our energy and we're intense. And we, you know, we just play smart. Um, play really great balls. Kenny, uh, safe, just specifically, dude. Oh my god, he looked so great in our last game. Um, and I just we always look hungry, which I really enjoy too. So I feel really confident about the way we're looking, and I'm really impressed with just how they've been able to quickly build chemistry enough to be able to, you know, get these seven points. You wouldn't expect an expansion team to come out uh, looking as formidable as we have. So I'm really proud of what we've been able to do and hope we can carry it on, you know, through the rest of the season. Big D, what has impressed you about FCC this season? Anything in particular or just like us or just like this team is just awesome. Like we love them. So I don't know why I have this like strong urge to like be a fan of this team. Dude, I love rooting for this team so much. It like, is just so fun. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and I'm all in. Like, I've never been, a, I've always loved playing soccer. I've never cared to watch it other than maybe on the national level just because, sure. I, I don't know, just watching soccer on TV wasn't my thing. Well, I'm not going to watch a team from Columbus either. Like, I'm not going to watch the Columbus crew. Like, that's not my city. Like, now that we've got somebody here, like, just, like, we can watch. This is our team, too, which right. I like. And it's something that I feel like the people of the city are embracing really well, which, for if you aren't familiar with Cincinnati sports fans or teams, right. that's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm really excited with, you know, how much momentum there is. But I think as far as what I'm impressed by the most is just how they don't give up. They don't give in. And they have they have a lot of fight. Um, yeah. And they, de- they never looked – afraid you know what i mean like it didn't the first game just had a couple things go poorly and it's like uh yikes but then the second game they came right back and just looked really you know really good i think if we would have played seattle the fourth game and we played new england the first game i think we could have it would have looked way different yeah but i think sometimes you need that little wake-up call certainly though that was like hey we can't 
Like we're here. Just be here. We need to play. Like yeah. which is sweet. So I agree. So I I think it's just really fun to watch them play. And for people who haven't watched us play, we have some really exciting players. That was oh one God, of the things yeah. I saw in the first game is that like we have some guys who are really good on the ball. Right. They're they're dude, Doge. Yeah. I was just gonna say like when you were uh like when we were all at the home opener, we had a little cheap seats uh little meeting there, a little 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 board meeting with uh you, me, Dill, and Patch. We were just crammed in there like freaking sardines. <laughs> like what was your like takeaway from that real quick? Like what was your and what were you most impressed by like from the live performance as opposed to like watching some of the other games on TV? I mean, just the the crowd energy is so electric. I mean, I'm I'm jumping around like on the benches, high fiving people I don't know. Like I'm screaming Kakuta Mane at the top of my lungs. Like I can't talk after the game. We're just like we're just chirping players from the side. Patch is like, just ruthlessly goes up. The after. guys can definitely hear us. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, it was it was just sick. It was and awesome. every single every single goal that went in, the crowd just erupted even louder than the time before. Dude, the Bailey was great when they were uh, that drum. When that drum gets going, I get going. Dude, the I was gonna say for the home opener, it was cool. It was like one big Bailey. Like Nipper was the Bailey for yeah. the home opener. It was sweet. The Bailey was like Nipper. Yeah, we were packed in like sardines. We had to work the rotation. Oh, we had to work a little rotation action for sure. We were hammed up in there, son. <laughs> <laughs> Rotating like some blinds, you know? We did it, though. It was fun. So, moving on then here to topic two. We've got two big home games coming up for FCC. What are your predictions for our games against the Philadelphia Union and Sporting KC? Give me, like, how many points you think we're going to get, and then just, like, a quick, quick little brief synopsis of the two games. So, um, Doge, right back at you. What do you got? Yeah, there's undoubtedly a home field advantage no doubt. when FC comes home. We were just talking about the crowd. Pretty good transition in there. But but two middle-of-the-pack pack teams right now. Um, Philadelphia coming off a really good win against the Crew, so let's not discredit that. They beat the Crew 3-0, and Crew's been playing well. So. Yeah. But they're sitting right in the middle of the table. Um, both these teams are. Uh, so, I mean, I think with two home games in a row, I think FC has that home field advantage, and I, I expect six points out of this at this point. Ooh, um, I like it. Less than four would surprise me, but if, if we just had a tie in one of these matchups, uh, you know, you're you're going to get that tough matchup from time to time, uh, even if it is home against one of these teams. So we'll see. But they've been playing well, and I think they have some things figured out. So six points is what I'm expecting now. They've been playing great. <clears throat> sure, I was going to say I'm predicting four points. Just because Kansas City's like both, like you're saying, both these teams are really formidable, and like Philly, like just mopped on uh, the crew three nothing, and Kansas City's a good team. They've got like uh, you know world class guys with Beasler and some of these other dudes. So I think we can shoot for six, and I think I believe that Sporting KC game is the orange out. So that was going to be the game I thought we get one point out of, but that crowd all in orange might be something else. So I think six is definitely a goal we're shooting for. But I could see four just sneaking out of time one of those games because those are some good teams. Dill, what about you? Anything different, or are you sticking with the six to four range? Um, yeah, I think that every game that we have at home this year is going to be potential to win for sure. Yeah, I like I think that we have the potential for a win. 
Um, but I think that no matter what, we're going to come away with points. Unless something drastic were to, were to change between now and then. I think there's some teams that, like, we could, like, LAFC, if Vela gets gone, or, like, some like some of the bigger name dudes, like, if they, like, have great days, sure. Right. Like, there's some guys that we might not see. Like, I don't know if Wayne Rooney plays on turf. I know Zlatan doesn't, so we won't see him in Cincinnati. Right. So, like, he won't have a chance to, maybe he'll, you know, peep in for a little bit, but I know. Depending he, on who's on typically the doesn't play. He typically doesn't play on turf, like, for anyone, like, no matter what club. Right. So. Well, like, if there's anyone on loan, like, this past week, we had a bunch of guys out. Right. So like yeah, like that, we could lose a game that way factors for sure. Like that, right? Uh, but I think that with these two games in particular, I, I believe everyone's going to be there. Um, yeah, I hope we get uh, TT back, Shimmy, Shimmy Shlovsky. Yeah, I'd like to see him play. Richie's been killing it, dude. So yeah, I don't want to knock. I don't want to knock him at all. Yeah, not that I don't want to watch him. I just you know want to see a little. The near side, shimmy. the near side Atlanta goal was a little booty, but. <sighs> I wanted to he see probably it. he probably didn't think that guy was gonna take it, but that's but the. But you have to when it's. I was gonna oh, say you have to when it's Whatever. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would say four points. Not sure which one they're gonna win, but sure. I'd say four points overall. Sure. Um. So. Um. Anyone who's listening that's not an FCC fan, we've got your topic three and other news around the league. Um, Doge, I guess, so I'll give mine really quick since we've talked about it twice. I was going to talk about Philly taking down the crew, 3 nothing. so they're really gearing up for our FCC match, taking down our rival, the Columbus Crew, who is a very formidable team. Um, looking forward uh, to being there for this one this weekend and cheering on the boys to hopefully a victory. Doge, what about you? Another news around the league, what do you got? Yeah, we'll swing it to the West Coast. LAFC climbed to the top of the West Division. Uh, or is it conference? Uh, whatever. Climbed to the top of the West. Sure. Uh, they had a 2-1 win over Real Salt Lake. Seattle oh. still remains at the top of the power rankings, however. But uh, LAFC's played one more game, so they're they're sitting up top for now. But uh, LAFC, one of the previous expansion teams, uh, they've been playing really well too. So keep an eye on them on that West Coast as well. A quick 30, where are we at in the power rankings? Um, I don't know. I just saw that. I just saw that somewhere last week that Seattle got to the the peak of the power rankings. We're gonna get we're gonna get Professor Dill on that. Looking up here real quick. Dill, pull that up. Yeah. Let's get, get the stats. Get the stats team. We're live. All right. So let me see when this was updated. Uh, just give them whatever they got. Most current. It's fine. They'll update it. They'll update yeah, it. Yeah. It says Sounders jumped to the top. Let's see if they actually give us some stuff here. Uh, yeah, that was six days ago, so that was after their last game. Okay, so we're currently middle of the pack at 15. All right, that's not bad. Not but bad. this, the previous game was versus Portland. Versus, um, they haven't played their game against New England. Yeah, that was, that okay, was so yeah, we have another win we need to load up there. So, so we're probably right, moving what up. About, what about predictions then? Okay, you're predicting where we're going to be? Yeah, let's see where we're going. So I'm going to read off who's above us. Be quick, though. Seattle, LAFC, New York Red Bulls, DC United. Those teams aren't moving. Kansas City Sporting. Sporting, Sporting KC. Sorry, Columbus Crew will fall. Dallas, Dallas, I think, lost. The Crew, Dallas, the Dynamo, Galaxy, Montreal, and then... I'm predicting 12. Who's That's that? Minnesota. Minnesota. They have a weird logo, yeah. I didn't recognize that. Atlanta, Toronto, and New York Football Club. 
I think so these are a little outdated. I think uh, I think twelve, that, but like at the same time, LAFC sitting at two, so you know they could jump to one depending on what Seattle does in their next matchup. But yeah, yeah. I'm saying, what do you think FCC will be? Is what Dill was asking. Oh, sure. I was saying like twelve, move up three spots, maybe top ten. Yeah, they jumped. They jumped six when they beat Portland. They were the biggest mover of that that week. I uh, see. I don't know. Like, I guess Real Salt Lake lost, so that's. I just don't know the numbers well enough. Of there's the other. a few clubs that could drop, but we still have that loss to Seattle. That right. Even though Seattle's I mean, I know the, the, the top teams team. for the most part are probably not moving. Right. Like Columbus might agree. fall a little bit, but I don't know. Crew will fall a little bit. I mean, they just three nothing. I was gonna say three nothing's a bad loss, so maybe they'll fall in the power rankings. Yeah, you know, I'm saying tenth. Dill's locking in on tenth, so 10. we'll check it here and let you know. Stay tuned. All right, moving on now to the fourth quarter. It is the 150th anniversary of opening day for the Cincinnati Reds here this Thursday. So, topic number one, let's just toss it around the horn here a little bit, boys. Give your favorite memory of going to a Reds game here at GABP for uh, opening day, or if you haven't been for opening day, just another great uh, experience. So, I'm going to go. I'll go first here. When we were in the third grade, my dad, who uh, works for Rumpke, they uh, sponsor part of the uh, the parade he gets us up on the, the day of the parade, and he goes, guys, they have, like, a special um, special treat for you. We're not going to school today. Like, and so everyone, mind you, there's – I have three younger brothers, and I'm the oldest, so there's four of us. So that, that statement alone can set the house just on fire. Like, everyone's just like, let's – let's just, like, let's go. Like, are you kidding me? No school. Here we go. Day off, bingo. What are we doing, Dad? Like, what could we be doing on this day off? And he goes, well, guess what? We're going to the Reds opening day parade and the Reds game. And we actually got to be in the parade walking with, I believe, uh, the character's name is Benny, the uh, recycle bin for Rumpke. So you can fact check me on that one if you want. I'm pretty confident in it. So it was Benny me. sounds right. It was Benny, it was me, it was Ben, it was Patch, it was little Mitch out there, just hustling and bustling, just, you know, hamming it up for the crowd. So that is probably one of my favorite memories of Red's opening day parade. Currently, um, been to four in a row, unfortunately got to break the streak this year, can't get off of work, but uh, hoping to get a lot of Red's games this year because I think we're going to be fun, which uh, I'll talk about a little bit later. Doge. I know you have a billion memories, but give me one or two of your favorites, or five or six, whatever you got. All right, I'll be quick. I've got three that I really like. I'll bang them out. You got them. All right. Take your Opening time. day memory. Shouts to Kevin Keithy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big shout Great friend out. and Glee Club alum and old guy. Uh, yeah. My senior year of college, we went with him to his 50th straight opening day for the Reds. So that was really cool. That was yeah. the best opening day one for me. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, Non-game was actually, I attended the Home Run Derby where Todd Frazier won. Todd Frazier was my favorite Red ever, so that just blew my mind. I lost it. I'll never forget uh, getting those texts where you're just like, dude, I'm sitting at this event right now. And I was like, oh my I, god. It was unbelievable. I was in heaven. 
And then I was at the Scooter Jeanette four home run game. So that's my favorite game experience. It was insane. And we destroyed. Dinger, 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 Destroyed the Cardinals, which is just so much better. Shouts out Steve Riley, but yeah, I totally agree. Scooter Jeanette went five for five and had ten RBIs, including four home runs. Gosh. It was incredible. That's, just, that's one of those days where you're just itching for like a like, give me two more at bats, please. Come on, like, we give me another, <laughs> give me another jersey. Like, I'll I'll put on like a you know some different eye black or something, whatever you need. Like, get me out there. I need to slap another dinger. Yeah, Ooh. he was feeling it. Speaking of scooter, real quick. Oh, we got a scooter memory. No, he's out two to three months after suffering. This uh, is, hey, listen, this is a celebration. Right. This is no negative Reds talk. Don't bring it in. Don't bring it in. I'm just saying. It's, it's consistent, though. It's just, I'm trying to put on a good show for everybody here. Listen, I was gonna I was going to bring it up in the next part, but Dill just wants to steal the thunder on the anniversary episode. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm trying to put on a good show. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. This is good this memories. Is, this has been bad. Well, give me a – Dill's probably going to bring up memories some dude – Breaking his leg or spitting in his coke for his memory. What? Give me a good memory of oh the Reds, still. I could give you one of those. Don't. Please don't. So. <laughs> God, please don't. All right, I'll go opening day here. I remember one time, one of my previous baseball coaches growing up worked for Anheuser-Busch. Sure. Knew, knew everybody. Wow. Knew everybody. That's I mean, this dude, awesome. we actually, if I didn't have a soccer tournament that – our other goalkeeper was injured for and I had to go to. There was an opportunity to fly to St. Louis on the Bengals plane. Whoa. So a couple of guys from the baseball team ended up going on that. And they were all like, dude, like it's the whole time. We're hanging out with them. And so it's like this dude had some access, okay? Yeah. So we uh, we got hooked Dang. up with um, going into the U.S. Bank Arena during one of like the pregames. Mm-hmm. And Rudy Johnson was in there. Back sure. when he was on the Bengals. This is throwback here from some uh, old Cincinnati years, you know. So, yeah. Rudy. Anyway. Rudy. Different Rudy, but different. Same Rudy, but different Rudy. Yeah, it's, it's a Rudy chant either way. Right. <laughs> so we end up going into U.S. Bank Arena, and which is right now. It like connects to Great American Ballpark. And this dude is watching some sort of arena football or something that like we just got into and had some food. This dude had four plates of food. Oh, and was just munching, just hamming on it. And um, Nick introduced uh, introduced us to him and stuff like that. He was cool to talk to for a little bit. But you could tell the dude was ready. Like he was in the middle of like eating. Like he was ready to eat. Like he sure. was like, all right, like I'll be nice to you guys. Like hey, thanks, but I'm gonna get back to my food. Rudy Johnson's just pounding. Ra- yeah, this dude. I mean, yes. So he's like, give me another plate. Like, it was one of those things where it was just like you didn't expect that that kind of uh, thing to happen. And, like there were some other things that happened. I can't remember exactly, but overall, I just remember it was like a great. Oh, you don't great ex- time. you don't expect to run into Rudy Johnson eating four plates of food with Red's opening day, Dill? Come on, yeah, that's an everyday yeah. experience. Well, it was funny <laughs> because he had a row to himself. Like there was nobody around him, so we just went right to him. Like, right, like, really? so, like, he was just chilling. Like he was just in with the. Huh. Interesting. So crazed about the Reds. Right. This, uh, yeah, he's just sneaking away. Whatever. I don't even know why there was like an AFL game or arena football or something going on. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? This is red. We're talking Reds. This is ten. We're talking Reds. Twelve years ago. We're talking Reds, Doge. Topic two. Go for it. I know you're about to bring it up. Dill just collectively stealing thunder left and right. 
What do you think the Reds are going to look like this year, Doge? What do you got? Yeah, well, we'll just lead in with it. Uh, it's going to be a little dampered from what I was hoping for uh, with with Jeanette missing 8 to 12 weeks on his groin strain. Yeah, I know. So, and, uh, that is very sad to hear. Um, hopefully he has a great recovery and comes back strong and isn't fighting it for the rest of the season. Um, but I do like the signings we made. Um, I wish we would have brought in another starting pitcher to add to the rotation. Yeah, but I think this is—I think this is a team that's going to finish right around 500, and I'm hoping to be just a little bit above. Sure. But, uh, I feel optimistic. I like the guys we brought in from the Dodgers. I like the Sonny Gray signing. Um, I like our young guys. Uh, so I think we could be—I think we could be good. Sure. I don't think we'll be great, but I think we could be good. Right. No, I think uh, I think we're just going to be a solid team. We're going to be entertaining, which is something that we have not been able to say for I don't know how many years. Like, just going to be some fun guys on the team that you're going to want to watch play baseball, not just like some baseball players. Like, I want to go watch Yasiel Puig play. Like, I want to see Matt Kemp hit a dinger. Sonny Gray is like a little interesting. Like, he's not Homer Bailey, who just looks like Christian Bale, doesn't like play like Christian Bale would play. If Definitely not Batman. Well, he, did, he wouldn't even play, like, if Christian Bale was, like, acting as a pitcher, like, he'd probably be, like, a good pitcher. But, like, no. Like, I'm really not that good. So, it's pretty brutal. But, either way, I agree, Doge. Probably not going to make the playoffs. Maybe 500, maybe a little better. But we're going to be a tough team to beat. And I think we're going to give our, like, uh, you know, divisional teams, like Cubs, Pirates, Cardinals, we're going to give them hell this year. And they're, gonna, they're not going to enjoy – they're not going to enjoy playing us. Excuse me. So – Dill, uh, quickly, what do you got here for the Reds? I think they're probably going to be like a 75 and 87 or something. You know what I mean? Like one of those. Sure, just barely under, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think they'll be competitive. Right. You know, you know what they say in baseball? What did I say? They'll win some ball games. Oh, they'll win some ball games. I thought it was there's no crying in baseball. I, that's what I thought you were going to say. I said, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but there is no yeah. crying in baseball. Um. So, all right, yeah, pretty average team. <laughs> Topic three. Some guys that are definitely not crying in baseball. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, and Manny Machado. All signed giant deals or extensions this year. Who do you think got the best deal? And uh, which or which team, excuse me, do you think got the best deal? And which player got the best deal? So I'm going to go real quick here first. Mike Trout getting half a billion dollars for 12 years is ridiculous, and I think that is easily, without a doubt, the best player deal. I would, I hope that one of you would like to argue otherwise, because no. he can, like, like when Mike Trout is said and done, he can just go like, okay, I'd like to buy a part of the Angels. Like, he can turn around and just do that, because that's enough money to do that. I'm sure they'll probably be valued higher then, but, like, still... That's crazy money, and if his, he wants in on that, then he can. His kids, 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 kids are gonna be rich. So good for him. Like his family is hopefully right. set. I think the Rockies um, would be the team that got the best deal. I think Arenado's deal is really great. They extended him too, so uh, I think they're eating a lot of the money up front, which is good for them. And um, he's just like really, you know, a good part of their team. Kind of sticking with the theme I've been talking about all pod, where you got to pay your star dudes and. 
treat them well because that's what the fans come for and that's what is going to win you championships ultimately. So I like that for the Rockies a lot. I think a close second would be Bryce Harper switching to the Phillies because that really adds another, you know, talent to their team and another just huge bat um, to their to their lineup. So, Doge, what about you for a best uh, team deal and then best player deal? I agree with you. Best player deal is obviously Mike Trout. I mean, he's making an incredible amount of money. We don't really need to go elaborate further on that. Twelve years, four hundred thirty million dollars. That's insane. Stupid. Um, I agree with the team deals the same way. Uh, I think Arenado deal is the best thing for the Rockies. Uh, they signed their franchise guy. They know what they wanted. Uh, he's been really just consistent and playing great for them. Right. Keep him. You have him here. Don't Why not? <laughs> players like that don't come around very often. So when you have them, you got to lock them in, pay them what they're worth, and keep them. So great for the Rockies. And they did it earlier, so they didn't really have to compete with these other mega deals kind of coming out after. Right. So they got it out of the way, and they kept them, and they stuck with their guns. I, I love think, it. I agree. Totally agree. Dill, you going to mix it up, I'm sure? Uh, yeah, I feel like we don't really need to touch on it a whole lot. But, I mean, with Mike Trout getting a 12-year, $430 million deal, <laughs> I think that, you know, that's something that over the course of 12 years, you're getting $430 million. <laughs> Dude, that's literally it. <laughs> There's far worse jobs right, I would so, do than play baseball. For anyway, that kind of I'm just joking. Wait, so you're saying there's 12 years? Yeah. So, yeah. $430 million. Yeah, for the listeners who haven't heard <laughs> or don't know, it's a, um, it's a 12-year, $430 million <laughs> Okay, okay, we got to stop. So, Bryce Harper... No, I'm just kidding. Mike Trout, I think, is a dude. That dude is a beast. He's just a great guy. He does everything that you want to in baseball. He may be the best player of all time when it said no. He's the kind of guy. He's like the, uh, the Yogi Berry. You know, he's like the um, those legends that you used to hear about in, in baseball terms. Right. Um, I feel like as far as the team value, you can definitely win some championships and build, you know, even more around Bryce Harper. Um, I think that what they have already adding him was huge. Right. So I think that that's going to be, they're going to be serious. And they're going to, at you know, if healthy and as healthy. Phillies? Yeah. I, I mean, they should be a 100 win team. Sure. Yeah. They were, they're gonna but be the Nationals should have been a 94 or 5 win team last year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's all about being healthy too. So and maybe Bryce Harper needs some it's time huge. to get used to the park or whatever. Who knows? So, well, Mike Trout, how big is his deal? So, he has a 12-year, $430 million deal. <laughs> All right. <so. laughs> All right, that's going to take it to our buzzer beaters, folks. Not to mention. Not to mention Mike Trout. Um, I'm going to shoot first here because I got something I'm – like, this is pretty cool. So, go online, check out the FCC Parlay Kits. These are made from recycled materials from the ocean. Each team gets one. They're kind of like these aquamarine black and blue colors. It's a really cool concept, um, and FCC's looks really dope, and I'm really looking forward to getting one of these jerseys since I'm in the uh, recycling business. So kind of cool little work and fun tied in there. Is that the same thing that the Hurricanes had? Maybe, I don't know. Well, they did recycled uh, plastics from the ocean. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. The MLS, is, I think every team's getting a kit like that this year. Oh, okay. Um, Doge, where do you want your shot? 
I'm setting. The, I'm setting the pick. You got the ball, actually. We're gonna be swinging it. Oh. Swing but we're it. not swinging the pass. Okay. We're swinging a club. Swinging we're the taking club. Taking it back to golf. Sure. It's about that time. It's about that time. Uh, the players' championship we we had a little bit back with Rory. Exciting. Uh, biggest payout of the year. But this past weekend was the Valspar Championship, which for the second year in a row is won by Paul Casey, 41-year-old Ooh, Paul Casey. So sure. wins, the, wins the tournament for you know 2018 and 2019. And he's doing it for the middle-aged men. Right. Good for you, Paul. Oh, over yeah, the hump, Paul. but not over your prime. Good for him. I'm, I'm, I was golf clapping. I was golf clapping, but I don't think you could hear it. <laughs> it, was a golf it was very polite of you. Right. Good. Good. Good work, Paul. Big D. <laughs> Final shot. Time is expiring. What do you got, dude? For the longest time, I read that as Sean Casey, and I was thinking about the Reds. I was like, dude, I haven't thought about that guy in forever. Sean Casey wins. And I was like, <laughs> fucking Valspar Championship dude, for his like, second time. So that's why I was like, holy <laughs> bear. Dude, that's why I was like, holy shit, that guy's crazy. Like, I, what so, an athlete he would be. So listen to this. Do you remember Max Hill? Well, yeah, I, well, I guess. Okay. I why. So him, Sean Casey, and Jason LaRue all lived on the same street. Sure. And there were multiple times where I'd be driving Jason by, and I'd be going, I'd be going. I wonder if, I wonder if those guys are home. Like, when do these guys? What are they here? Why do they need a house? They're always gone. So I read Sean Casey, and I that's I was going to talk about that. So I thought that was hilarious. You're going out on a Sean Casey buzzer beater. I freaking love it, <laughs> dude. All time. I hey, I thought that's I'd, a Reds legend right there. I thought I'd wrap it up with something that is totally unsuspected. Right, of course. And I'm Why pretty not? sure I, yeah, I, keep beat, it that way. I beat the buzzer. Keep it that way. I buzzer beat her. Whatever, man. Doge. <laughs> yes. Happy one year, babe. Happy one year, babe. Happy one year, Dill. One year anniversary of the pod. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to keep it rolling for everybody. Hopefully uh, make it all the way through to year two. So, thank you, fans, for listening. Dill, thank you for joining. That's a wrap. Doge, thank you for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me, boys. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for listening, everyone. This is The Clubhouse.